Bryce Eddy is an entrepreneur and a businessman. He has spent more than 25 years in the risk management insurance and security industries. Bryce has also spent a lifetime in martial arts and holds a black belt. He also owns 805 Combat Sports in Southern California. He happens to sit on the board of Turning Point USA. And he's joining me today to talk about the need in our culture right now for godly men to return to protecting and providing. This is going to be a great conversation. I hope you guys will share it with your friends. Stick around. This is the Heidi St. John podcast, and I think you're going to be encouraged. for tuning in today. You're about to hear a very hard-hitting and encouraging conversation with my friend Bryce Eddy. Uh, Bryce and I have been friends for several years, and one of the things I love about him is that he is unafraid to just tell it like it is, and you're going to hear that in the podcast today. I want to encourage you, if you haven't already signed up for my women's conference, that's going to be held right here at Firmly Planted Family on March 1st and 2nd, so come in right up. We're going to spend uh, just a day and a half together talking about what it means to shine in these dark days. Jesus said that we are to be a lamp. We are a light, a city on a hill, and we're not supposed to hide our light. And so we're going to talk about what it looks like to shine. Also, don't want you to forget the 16th and 17th of February. So coming right up, uh, my friend Phil Gunger is going to be here in Vancouver for Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage. And uh, you guys, I have been looking at some of the sessions he's going to be doing. He's going to be talking about how to become an awesome communicator in your marriage. He's going to be talking about the one key you have to know for great sex inside your marriage. And he's going to be encouraging you to learn to listen. This is going to be an awesome opportunity. You guys can stay right next door to the Homeschool Resource Center at the Hampton Inn and Suites right here in Vancouver. And check it out. I will link back to those things in the show notes today. So Bryce, welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. I'm glad you're here. Hey, thank you for having me. And thank you for putting up with me doing this at a Starbucks. You know, I'm in between studios right now, having just moved this week to Idaho. Dude, it's amazing. So you, so tell, so, so you got to introduce yourself to my audience a little bit about who you are. I met you through Turning Point. Yeah. Uh, we have a mutual friend, Rob McCoy, and I met you guys doing amazing things through, uh, through that organization, but tell us a little bit about you, where you came from, what you're doing. Yeah, so I'm a you know business guy by background. Uh, I'm a mixed martial artist, uh, having done Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and I own a school. Uh, I've done that for about 30 years. Um, I've got a number of different businesses and a consulting, uh, a security consulting business. So I've I've gotten to know a lot of the. Um, conservative folks because of course they get attacked in airports and they start getting attacked at rallies and things like that. So we've, we've helped provide security for a lot of these folks and, and just, you know, helping people to navigate this new kind of world of unrest. And then I've, yeah. I've been blessed to have a show on Salem's podcast network called the Bryce Eddy show. I know super creative, but, um, <laughs> We're having fun. Yeah. So uh, I emphasize uh, that we need uh, we need masculinity to rise again in our culture if we're going to straighten things out. Yeah. Yeah. It's really true. The country's on fire right now. I'd be curious to know what you think as a as a guy who's been in California. I mean, obviously, you're going to be splitting your time now between Idaho and California. But it is a crying shame what is happening in California under the the woke uh, non-leadership of Gavin Newsom. But what's your take, Bryce, on what's happening at the southern border? 
Yeah, well, first, I mean, starting with that, you know, California hates its citizens and the people that are still there. I mean, it, I appreciate the folks that are, you know, fighting on the front lines and I'm going to continue to do that. But I didn't want to have my grandkids uh, raised uh, anywhere in California. And so, um, you know, my my daughters, I've got three of them, 20, 19 and um, 14. And my wife, um, you know, we just felt led and called. We bought this property back in 2020 and um you know, have a huge network of friends here. And so I'm going to continue to fight for California um, uh, because I do have businesses and business interests and, you know, other things there. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, it's inc- incredible turmoil. And of course, all of that's being uh, exasperated by the invasion that we've got going on at the border. And that's exactly what it is. Yep. Yep, it is. I saw a video uh, when I was in Arizona over the weekend of what looked like, you know, it's, these are not the beaches of Normandy. People washing up in, you know, coming up in boats in La Jolla. I mean, what the heck is going on? And it's I'm under the impression that they would have had to go through several checkpoints to get to the beach in La Jolla. Is that right? Um, you know, not really. I mean, it's interesting because this has been actually happening for years now. Um, back in 2020, we were having those same kind of boats, um, you know, busting the shores of Malibu even. We had identified it from a, a security standpoint back then and been calling out this stuff uh, really early on. I mean, going back years. Um, but we've been seeing this happen. And and what they're doing is they they really are importing not not just a boating block, Yep. But they're actually importing a potential insurgency in their favor. And I don't think people understand that w- what it is, is it is mostly military aged young men. Um, you know, it's not asylum seekers. That That's that's a complete euphemism. That's complete baloney. Um, we interviewed a lot of these These are not your tired, folks. huddled masses. No, no, it's not at all. And in fact, this is all uh, cartel driven, um, cartel directed. uh, And then uh, they're working in concert with the Biden administration as well. I mean, on a very deep level that that should be shocking to people. Um, But but, you know, people are largely we've been we've been pacified by prosperity. And so all this stuff now people are starting to go, hey, what's going on? Have you seen this? Oh, it's been going on for a very, very long time. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it said that, you know, uh, when times are good, easy times create, you know, weak, weak men and weak societies. And that's really what we have right now. And you and I have uh, talked for quite a while about politics and the church and kind of where we are right now. Before I touch on it, I want to ask you, you know, you kind of started off today with a bit of a hot button topic, at least for me. And that is the need to see masculinity return again to uh, to the United States. I mean, we've watched now for decades as the feminist movement has taken aim at men and decided that talk, you know, uh, masculinity was nothing more than uh, toxicity in the culture. We saw, mar- you know, sitcoms mm-hmm. like Married with Children. It was always the dad who was the idiot and the mom had to come in and save the day. Well, here we are, you know, in a culture that can't even tell you what a woman is. And we need our men to to take their place again on the battlefield because what we're seeing, what we're witnessing, we forget the Southern border, what we're witnessing in our churches, what we're witnessing coming from our schools and from the culture at large is an attack on the family and men are born protectors and providers. What is, what do you say to this generation of men who see what you were just saying? You know, they're just now starting to wake up and go, Oh shoot, there's an invade, you know, stuff is happening. What's your encouragement to this generation 
of men. That's my first question. And the second question for the women who are listening is how can women encourage uh, the men again to take their, their place and begin again to be protectors? Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting, and I'm actually going to start a little bit at the top because I don't think people understand uh, what the battle really is about and how we got here. So first, you know, um, of course, this is a spiritual battle and, and, you know, we're fighting an enemy, uh, you know, with a capital E, right? Right. But um, what we've got going on is a battle for sovereignty. And, and that's really, if you think about this and you put all of the things that we're seeing in the news through this filter, there is a, an attack on sovereignty. You know, God talks about, um, you know, discipling nations. Um, he talks about nations. Nations are a biblical concept. And yet we're battling against people who using communism as a sales pitch, yep. they are trying to usher in a global feudalism. And uh, that's a central plan, one world government, all those sort of things that, that have been the, uh, the um, uh, you know, fodder for conspiracy theorists and things like that. None of it's a conspiracy because they've all written this down. They've all said this is where we want to go. And in order to do that, you have to destroy the sovereignty of the individual and the sovereignty of the family. The family is the smallest uh, form of government. And that's what's under assault. If you can destroy men with chests, men who will stand up men who will bravely say no, then you can win. And that's what this battle has been forever is how do we feminize men and how do we feminize our churches, which has been going on for a very long time? How do we create a, a weak, passive, uh, pacifist vision of Jesus? Um, and and that's none of that is, is biblical. None of that is right. And, and what's, what's amazing though, and where I, I have encouragement is young men are starting to wake up. Young men are crying out for something different. And you're seeing that right now because they're, they're polling in high school far more conservative than they ever have been. You're seeing them seek out, um, you know, just, just good, strong mentors. They're, they're gravitating towards strength now. And so it is that, that, uh, Titler cycle that you mentioned before, you know, uh, uh, good times, uh, you know, create um, weak men. And and now we're getting into some really hard times. And now people are recognizing that, okay, we got to rise a little bit. Yeah, it's really true. And, and I'm looking at, you know, the move of feminism now. And uh, we were talking about this over the weekend, that this nation is being destroyed from the inside out by middle-aged women. <laughs> <laughs> like for forever now have have just said, you know, anything you can do, I can do better. You know, I was listening to the to a clip from The View and I actually watched The View. I feel like this should be a disclaimer. Happen to see a clip come through social media. But the women that are on there, I mean, they're they are uh, they are literally talking about things that defy reality. And we've got to have a reality check. And I know that there are a lot of women, myself included, have been talking about this issue for a very long time. But the the frustrating thing for someone in my position, having, you know, I've got two sons that are, you know, 26 and 23 respectively, and my daughters are in their thirties now. And it's a frustrating time to be a young man for sure. But I think the women do not know how to respond to this because they're, you know, you we're kind of fighting to get even the voices of Christian women and women who want to embrace femininity rather than feminism and just admit, oh, hey, uh, we actually can't fight the bad guys without our guys, right? So what do you say to women who want to engage in the conversation but are not sure where to start? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, you know, the, the first thing, I mean, feminism is a poison. And yes. it's a poison pill that, that women swallow. And then when they're in their uh, 40s and they've sacrificed their families for a career and all of that sort of stuff happened and, and they feel empty now, um, you know, they, they're embittered. And that's who we're actually fighting is mm. a bunch of bitter women that, uh, that are, um, you know, frustrated and upset and, and, and married to weak men. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I don't know if you saw it, but there was a TikTok a little while ago where this gal was like, uh, she was lamenting that all of the guys that she was attracted to were conservative because they were <laughs> they were strong and they were you know uh, gentlemanly Ooh. and they were yeah. picking up the bill and you know things like that. And she's like, "What is happening here?" You know. <laughs> uh, it, it, Turns uh, out that's kind of sexy. Come on. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's. It's actually uh, ingrained, you know, within. I mean, um, yeah. you know, women want a man that's capable of protecting them and providing for them and providing for a family. And and the more dangerous times get, the more that becomes necessary. You know, we've had so much prosperity that that the wolf hasn't been at the door, and so you know they've been able to pretend like uh, like you don't need. Uh, a man and a woman to raise a good family or, or to, you know, have a fulfilling life. But that is the truth. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, you know, it's, it's funny and I'll, I'll, I'll add a quick little story. So I, I do these podcasts called unhinged podcasts every once in a while where, you know, I gather together my buddies and, and, you know, we sit around and we'll smoke a cigar, maybe have a, a glass of whiskey and, and get a little bit loose, uh, and talk about things. And we asked, okay, what would be, um, one topic that if we uh, if we said it or one stance that we took that we'd get canceled by everybody by both sides, you know. So we were contemplating that, and joking around, and it was like, oh, I know, we gotta get, we gotta abolish the Nineteenth Amendment. You know, women have have uh, ruined us by their voting record, and and so we started. We started joking about that. And obviously, uh, you know, I wasn't advocating for it, but we were kidding about it. And we started to try to troll our wives and uh, and other friends, female friends that were there. And and they started going, no, we think that's a good idea. We've wrecked it. We've ruined it all. And we, and we were like, wait, what? <laughs> and obviously, you know, that's that's not what we're advocating for. But you look at what has driven some of the worst policies in our country and uh, you look at what prevented our red tsunami, and it was women voting against their interests and uh, and voting for destruction to the tune of something like sixty-eight or seventy percent of of um, women uh, voted for against Donald Trump, voted against um, you know g- good policy, and and it's uh, it's astounding what's happened, and and a lot of that, by the way, is men's responsibility because men have abdicated responsibilities. They've abdicated leadership going back to the idea that, that high school boys are trending more conservative high school. Women are not, but I'm not worried about that. If you have strong guys saying, Hey, I'm going to lead. This is where we're going. The, the gals will follow. Yeah. 
I think that's true. You know, we, Jay and I, my husband and I have talked about this on my show before and I got some pushback from it, but I think it's God's design. Women are born reflectors, right? They're, they're born to reflect in God's design, the loving leadership of a husband inside the home. They reflect, you know, and I loved, uh, I saw, I'm sure you saw this too, this video where this, it was a comedy skit, but the guy was like, uh, you know, women are multipliers, right? So you give a woman food, she's going to give you a meal. You give a woman a seed, she's going to give you a baby. You give a woman a home, a house, and she's going to give you a home, right? But you give a woman strife and it's going to be, it's going to be multiplied, you know, tenfold. And I just, I was laughing thinking I, it's just so true. Women are, are uh, looking, I think, for men to be strong again and assertive. You know, I started going, as you know, to school board meetings like eight years ago. None of my kids are in the public school, but I started going to school board meetings and standing up and saying, what are you guys doing? Why are you doing this? Why are these books in our schools? Why are, why is this happening? Why is that happening? And people said, well, where are the men? Well, the women told them to stay home. That's where they are. They're home, they're home, you know, watching Netflix with a beer sitting on the couch and you and several other, uh, really, I think powerful voices in the culture right now are calling these men, not out, but up. It's so important to call them up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. It, it absolutely is. And yeah, I mean, and God bless guys like John Amchukwu and, and, uh, others who, you know, his, his videos are going viral, uh, because his big masculine hulking presence going into those school board and and reading from their pornographic books and they're telling him, oh, stop, you can't read that. Yeah, you can't do oh, that. Yeah, OK, but you're going to give that to children, you morons. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. Did you see the the um, the president of Moms for Liberty talking to Joy Reid on the news the other day? Amazing. 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 Well, what's what's uh, amazing and also terrifying that, you know, Joy Reid in her position on that and what she was saying and, and what a smarmy, nasty oh. woman she was and the yeah. way that she was relating. There's to a that. true nasty woman right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's a yeah, great, great wickedness. And you can see that. And her whole, whole purpose was just she had these talking points that she needed to get out and yeah. she wasn't going to let it be derailed. Uh, but but yeah, the Moms for Liberty uh, gal nailed her, and it yeah. was just so so perfect because what she was suggesting was so absurd. Yeah, and, and yeah, uh, it's a it's a great video. If people haven't seen it. Yeah, it really is. I'll try to link back to it in the show notes today. This is a, a really important time, I think, for God's people to get off the bench, get onto the battlefield, to engage in what's happening, and we really don't have any time to lose. And I'm curious, you know, you're, you, you like I are watching what's happening politically. And we know that it ain't going to be Joe Biden that they run in November. I'd be surprised if he, I'd be surprised if he doesn't get, you know, uh, Clinton in, in, uh, in the summertime. I don't think they're going to run the guy. Something's terribly wrong, right? He's got dementia. He's, he's, you know, he doesn't have the, uh, the wits of a, of a kitten right now. But what's your take so far? I mean, obviously, Donald Trump's going to be the guy, right, in the primaries, in the Republican primary. But if you could forecast uh, what our spring and fall is going to look like politically, what what's your gut right now? Well, you know, I've been saying for for more than two years um, that, uh, yeah, and maybe even longer than that, that they aren't going to run him. Uh, mm-hmm. My prediction is a probably a Gavin Newsom, Michelle yeah. Obama kind of a ticket. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's been pretty obvious for a while that that's one of the options. They're going to wait until after their convention to do it so they can just install, um, you know, rather than go through a, a process. So um, they've got to get Kamala Harris out of the way. And she wants to be president. 
Can you she, imagine she has, the word <laughs> salad queen uh, uh, as the president? <laughs> <laughs> she she lets words tumble out of her it's head. It's amazing. Like How can rocks. a person say so much yeah. and so little at the same time? Uh, yeah, she's got a real gift for that. That's for sure. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, you know, she wants to be the first, you know, female uh, black president, and she has really great ambitions. And and uh, for anybody who has uh, insiders that they get to talk to, um, you know, there there has always been great tension in the Biden administration versus you know the, her people versus theirs, um, and and so they're going to have to massively buy her off or do something really incredible. It's not going to be a uh, people have speculated that. Um, that they're going to give her a Supreme Court uh, seat or, you know, things like that. I don't see any of that happening. I don't see any of that appeasing her. But yeah. but they're going to figure out some way. Uh, and it might be down to threats. I mean, you know, we're in a place right now that, that um, you know, we are in a war. Yes. And and people uh, people talk about, oh, we're, we're almost there. No, we're in the middle of it, but it's a fourth and fifth generation war. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. lawfare. It's political warfare. It's attacking people's ideals it's character assassination it's all of those things that they're doing well well eventually it gets kinetic eventually they get to actual assassinations and things like that and 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 none of that should surprise anyone uh because you know we we know that that's happened in our past we know that that's possibility in our future and it's you know the way of uh mankind in, in governments and it's the evil that we uh, bring to things. Mm-hmm. It's true. And if people, I, one of the things that I, I love to get your take on this, but one of the things that really bugs me about the Republican party, especially in the last couple of years is this constant droning on about election fraud. And I'm not saying that there's no, you know, there's no fraud in our elections. There has been for a long time. I'm old enough to remember the hanging chads and the whole thing. Right. Yeah. So this is not new. It's kind of like what you're saying is going on at the Southern border. But I think that the effect of voting, you know, when the Republicans are constantly going, it's voter fraud, it's voter fraud, you know, people just go, well, then forget it. I'm not going to turn yeah. out to vote because why should I bother that the, the whole thing is rigged? And that's what Donald Trump's been telling everybody. It's rigged. It's rigged. It's rigged. And I said to my husband a couple of weeks ago, notice that they only complain when they lose. They're not they're not complain when they win. You know, we're not seeing all oh, the Republicans win. Oh, election fraud. We should go look that over, you know. What's the answer to that, Bryce, as we're moving into a new uh, a new cycle? Because we cannot afford to stay home and we certainly can't afford to disenfranchise the voters so that they feel like they don't have a voice even if they get out. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, well, the Republicans are morons. They're, it's the uh, I think it's Dennis Prager that said... Um, so uh, he said, I'm, I'm a, he said, there's two parties, uh, the, uh, stupid party and the evil party. And that I'm a 100%. member of the stupid yep. party. Yeah. Um, they're, they're losers. And a lot of it's because they aren't filled with strong men, you know, going yeah. back to that theme. Um, I've been to a lot of their meetings and some of the most involved are, are, are women. Um, and again, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for them being involved, but you need really strong men that get 
everybody rowing in the same direction. And that's mm-hmm. been my passion for a long time. We were able to, to be effective in Southern California, in Ventura County. Uh, we, we started an organization called Free County, but we DBA'd at Free Ventura. And we're going to be doing some of those efforts um, this year there and also here in, in Idaho because there's some, some things that need to be won. But I tried to get some of these disparate GOP groups together that were Good fighting luck. like crazy. Good you luck. Know, we, it, it's not easy. We made some modest uh, successes happen with that, and we did have a good result. But the difference is, is so m- many of us, because we're conservative and we're traditionalists, we want to do it like the old days, right? And we want it to be a fair contest. They have admitted to cheating, okay? They've admitted to um, a lack of, let's call it fair and honest play, okay? They Remember, they, they bragged about it in Time Magazine. We fortified the elections and here's how we did it, you know? And, um, and then we do know that there was out-and-out fraud. Um, most likely it was enough to, uh, to create better outcomes for them. Mm-hmm. We don't know for sure, but it's but the evidence suggests and what we've seen and, you know, 2000 mules and all of yes. those sort of oh, things yeah. that we saw yeah. over and over again. Yeah, uh, yep. there was enough. And it doesn't take much for them to turn the dial towards victory. Well, here we are acting like we're old timey boxers and this is the way we're going to do it where they changed the rules. So it's MMA. Right. You know, and they're going to kick us in the head and throw us down to the ground and choke us. You know, um, we need to fight uh, according to the rules that yeah. they have created and we can do it legally. And I believe that uh, there's never been a better time for us to go hard and do the ballot collections and, you know, uh, the ballot harvesting. Again, all the legal stuff, they may not be able to cheat enough to overcome the deficit that a um, you know, Biden certainly has created, but but our economic conditions and all these sort of things, people are unhappy. Yeah, it's the economy, stupid. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, we have a very, very good chance and Donald Trump has a very, very good chance. And again, you know, I, I know he's got solid uh, security teams and everything around him because I think that they'll, they'll stop at nothing yeah. not to be rounded up uh, for prison. Remember, everything that they that they've been doing to us, um, you know, they uh, they always accuse us of what they're doing. Right. They always make uh, make all of those sorts of of claims. And it's coming. If Donald Trump gets in, you know, I, I think there'll be a real reckoning. I think he learned some lessons from the first time around. Well, I mean, I hope so. You know, I voted for him twice. And I'll do it again. You know, if he's at the top yeah. of the ticket, which I think he will be, I'll do it again. Uh, but the guy has had in the past, and I'm not trying to be, you know, antagonistic, but the discernment of a jellyfish. Like, oh, I, so, I, oh, I think it's one of his weaknesses. It's yeah, absolutely one of his weaknesses. I have experienced it firsthand. And I yeah. believe that uh, whoever's giving him counsel uh, doesn't have his best interest at heart. Right. We're pushing agendas and pushing, you know, friendships or whatever it is you know, favors or whatever it is, but God's people need to be praying. How important is it uh, as we head into this election cycle that we get back to a posture of prayer? And I'm not talking about, you know, praying and then staying home and just, you know, hoping that the rapture happens. You know me, I'm an action girl, right? A little less talk and a lot more action. We need more generals out on the field. And some of those generals are going to be female. You know, I think God's calling up Deborah's and women who have, who understand you know, the proper role of male and female into the culture, because you have to have strong female voices to counteract 
the wickedness that's coming out of the feminist movement, the best places, the best to, voices to speak into that are women, I believe, uh, to counter that the uh, the craziness of feminism. But as we move into this season, I have been really burdened, for lack of a better word, to pray. I think we got cocky in 2020. I think we weren't praying in 2020. In 2016, dude, I was fasting and praying. I mean, I did everything but, you know, march up and down the streets with my prayer tambourine. You know, I was I was on it. In 2020, I was like, we got this thing. No one's going to vote for Joe Biden. He's a ding dong. Everyone can see it. And we lost. Yeah. How important is it that we that we change tactics as the people of God? Yeah, well, uh, it, it is of paramount importance. It's it's uh, uh, we have to do not just prayer like you're mentioning. We have to do everything. You know, yes. we've got all kinds of tools that are available to us. Prayer being one of them and, and you know, massively important, uh, you know, in the order of priorities. But, but we've got to be volunteering. We have to be uh, getting our uh, church brethren to to get out and vote. If just if just the churches voted at fifty percent, yes, just just fifty percent, uh, the evil people would never win another election. Um, it, but but unfortunately, you know, we we hang back and and we. Um, don't get involved in politics and yeah. oh, that's messy. Yeah. It's dirty. And, and thankfully that tide is turning, uh, you know, mm-hmm. God bless Rob McCoy and, and TPUSA faith and mm-hmm. Charlie and all that that are going around and mobilizing churches and getting these pastors to understand that, that, uh, you know, Jesus was a political revolutionary. Yes, he was. And now people are so uncomfortable saying that because yeah. they, they, they have these goggles that are like American politics. And they're like, wait a second, he wasn't a Democrat or Republican. You know, no, but he was, he was, uh, uh, acting counter to the political establishment yep. of yep. the day. Yep. He was and the boldly, religious leaders. Yeah. Well, that was the political establishment. Yep. You know, he yep. was, he was defying them in, in, uh, in doing the Lord's work, doing God's work, doing his father, you know, building his father's kingdom, doing what he needed to be doing. That's what we need to take, uh, as an example. And we need to go forth and we need to battle. I mean, this is a warrior's time and that yep. includes prayer warriors, and, 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 you know, putting uh, people walking the streets and volunteering for campaigns. Persecution and prosecution is already here, but it will be exponentially worse if they win again. Yeah, there's no there's no question. And I loved what you said about getting the churches and the pastors involved. It was one of my great uh, unveilings. I had several of them during my run for Congress, but one of the big ones was the uh, the unwillingness of pastors to engage in political conversations because they bought the lie of separation of church and state. They think they're going to lose their precious 501c3. You may have heard me on Jack's podcast uh, saying, listen, that 501c3, that C right there stands for coward because all they do is hide behind it. I'm just going to hide behind my 501c3. Oh, hey, we can't touch that. No, 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 we don't do that. And uh, they've effectively weaponized it and used it against God's people. But here in Washington State, and I think this is true in California and maybe even Idaho, but I'm not familiar so much with Idaho, that ballot harvesting, which you just were talking about, which the Democrats have been doing for years, is actually legal. But the churches are just like, oh, hey, no, that's that's cheating. That has a sort of cheater, cheater feel to it. It's not. You guys put a ballot box in your church. You can collect these things when your people come to church on Sunday morning. You have to tell them how to vote. But make it easy so that these people will actually do the work of voting, which is their duty as a citizen. 
No, and, and as a church, you need to have a damn torpedoes attitude when it comes to your um, your 501c, uh, 501c3 status. I mean, yeah. how cowardly are you? But but the truth is that was a master stroke of Satan. There's certain things yep. that happen in our culture. And when they did that, that was a way to shackle the church and say, mm, stay out of this because they don't want powerful churches. They don't want churches that get involved. They don't want churches that mobilize people. Uh, and and so that was a wonderful little little trick that they pulled back in the day. It um, worked. It did. It did. And and it was intentional. It was yep. it was absolutely one hundred percent intentional. So um, you have to have the attitude of bring it on. There's no church that that uh, has lost their status. Um, you know, you've got uh, brave people like Rob McCoy that that could care less and have defied the the government over and over again in doing it. And, and done it publicly. And that need, that um, needs to happen because eventually it's going to go away. But uh, if if we uh, if we keep down this path and we keep losing. So, mm-hmm. you know, what what are our um, what are our risks? It's already something that they'd like to destroy. And if they have a moment, they will. And it's yep. not going to be because we were kept keeping quiet. Yeah. You know, so, so right. go for it. Yeah, it's so true. And pastors. Can a pastor, so the, the people that are listening to this are like, I, if I talk to my pastor about this, could I say, hey, pastor, can you encourage people to vote? What do you encourage a pastor to do? So everyone's list, almost everyone who listens to this show goes to church somewhere. They're either a pastor or they attend church somewhere. What is the message to the shepherds in these flocks as we head into 2024? Well, you know, first, I mean, the uh, there are sheep dogs listening to us too, right? That, that are that are part of these churches, but uh, but aren't weak. And you need to convict your pastor and encourage your pastor. And if you are going to a church that is ab- adamant that they aren't going to get involved, find another church Come and, on. and take I a agree. whole bunch of people with you. Because I'll tell you this, um, anybody who is a member of the Democrat Party, you need to know this now. And I understand there are people that that um, have like a traditional adherence, right? You know, it's, oh, well, we were always Democrats, you know, hey, uh, you know, member of the union, things like done. that. Uh, you know, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not happy with some of the things that they're doing, but, you know, I'm going to still be a member of that party. No, get out. It is incongruent yeah, with the Christian Walk faith. Away. Every yeah. single platform that they have is incongruent with the Christian faith. Everything that they're doing is unbiblical now at this point. Get out. Um, you know, I, I hold your nose when it comes to the Republican Party because they're they're also, uh, you know, terrible. But we have a two party system. You know, they're they're weak and stupid. And many of them are are um, very much a part of the establishment and indistinguishable from from the uh, the Democrats on the other side. But, you know, we need to be holding people accountable and, and we need to do what we can to turn the dial. And we're a powerful force if we're united. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Bryce Eddy, it's just been a delight to have you here today. I, this is a great uh, a great place to end. We are a powerful force if we're united. And I think people need to remember greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And this really is a fight for good and evil. I mean, the, the battle lines have been drawn and the positions are clear. Where can people find out more about you? Yeah, so um, BryceEddy.com. You can follow my show, The Bryce Eddy Show, on Rumble and uh, all the podcast apps. And then we uh, uh, we do our social media, Bryce Eddy one on Twitter or Super Bryce Eddy on Instagram. All right. I love it. 
Thank you, my friend, for spending a little bit of time out there uh, by the by the uh, Starbucks in uh, Idaho. It's lovely behind you, and I wish you just the best. Thanks for staying in the fight. We need more generals, and you're definitely one of them. Hey, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. You're welcome. For more information about today's guest, head on over to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. You guys, we appreciate you. We just hit 23 million downloads. Please keep listening, sharing this show with your friends and your neighbors. We'd love to hear from you. You can leave feedback over at Spotify or over at iTunes. Reach out to me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Have a great day, everybody. Love your people well. And I'll see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.